Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello and welcome to Bachelor Blab. I am your host, Jackie Maroney, and I'm so excited to have a great guest today. We have Lacey Mark from Nick's season of The Bachelor, and then what season of The Bachelor in Paradise were you on? Bachelor in Paradise 4. 4. Okay, yeah, I I do remember watching you. Who else was on that season? I do remember that one you had to leave early because your grandfather passed away and then you came back. And you were you had you were with Daniel, right? But then of course, yeah, obviously, that, that did not go very well. <laughs> yeah. Um, and now you live in New York, yes. Yes, so I've actually lived in New York since 2013. Uh, born and oh, okay. raised in Jersey. Uh, went to college. <gasps> Me too. Wait, where in New Jersey are you from? <laughs> I'm from Montville, North Jersey. Okay, okay. I'm, I'm from, from Bridgewater. It's like Central Jersey, Jersey. Oh. but um, yeah. And, and now I live in LA. LA but um, sorry, I interrupted you. Continue. No, no, totally fine. I went to college in upstate New York. I went to Syracuse. So I never really okay. left, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm here. I'm back in the real world, if you want to call it that. Back to my regular job. and Yeah, which is so interesting because I feel like, you know, I, I've done a lot of these um, podcasts and shows and stuff. And, and, you know, some people, they go on the show and they kind of embrace the whole bachelor life and kind of move to LA and do the Instagram thing and the, but then I've I've spoken to a few people like um you and Iggy Iggy Rodriguez too are people who actually go back to normal jobs and normal life and I think that's almost cooler and they have cooler no you have like a cooler perspective on a lot of these things because then a lot of the other people I speak with um you know all kind of do things similar so what was that like for you going from bachelor life but now you're back to normal job normal life while still having this platform and still having like that experience honestly it was totally fine I because I did not Mm -hmm. enter bachelor world um the first time or the second time really too with the intention of being that person the first show you know I'm not an actress I'm not a model I'm not trying to you know break into tv or film or anything like that um, I was just a person, a normal, regular Jewish girl from North Jersey, who they picked mm-hmm. to be on this show, and how often does that happen? So I took yeah. the opportunity, and I ran with it because I could. Um, never had any plans of turning it into something else. Paradise right. was a little bit of a different situation because I had already linked up with Daniel before the show, and we were like, all right, like if we're going to do this, we're going to do it together. Um, oh, interesting. So you guys, um, I didn't know that because I, I, I read a lot of the subreddit. So sometimes I feel like I, I'm involved and I'm like, oh, I, I know what's going on behind the scenes, guys. Everyone did their digging. <laughs> yeah, of course. Um, so did you, had you met him before Paradise or? Yeah. Okay. We had been like seriously talking before Paradise. We did, oh, the show okay. together. We did the show together for each other. Got it. Got it. And then obviously, I mean, I, I watched the, the finale of that. And so then it wasn't until after all that in the fantasy suite where he kind of essentially, what did he say? He broke up with you or was just kind of a huge asshole about the whole thing. It was women's intuition. So we're in the fantasy suite. We had this most amazing night and he's telling okay. me on camera, which and this is all in the finale if anyone wants to rewatch it. Yeah. Uh, I know I don't. So... <laughs> Um, and he's sitting there telling me that he's falling for me and he really cares about me. And I am not, like, a dumb girl that's on the back there. I am way too smart and way too, I guess, normal, for lack of a better yeah, term. Yeah, for sure. 
So I was able to see right through it. I was like, you know what? I know Daniel because I got to know him outside of this show. Um, so I know what he's really like. And these words that are coming out of his mouth, it's not his words. It's not his motive. Yeah, it's like so interesting. Something just felt wrong. So once they finally broke down the set and we were really – they do actually give you alone time in the fantasy suite with no mm-hmm. cameras. I said something to him. I was like, listen. I was like, we've made it this far – We've been going back and forth about being with each other for months, even before this. Like, what? Mm-hmm. That didn't sound like you. What's going on? Um, and once prompted, he did come clean. But what I didn't know was that there was footage of him also, you know, kind of saying, telling the same thing to a producer. I thought that was, um, you know, a private conversation that he and I had. And then we're on the yeah. live finale with my buddy Chris Harrison. He's like, we've got something to show you. <laughs> they pan over to my face at one point, and you can see the utter shock. I yeah. genuinely thought that this was a, you know, until it wasn't going to be, that it was a private situation that had happened between he and I. And then I see footage of him saying to a producer, like, yeah, I could never be with her, blah, blah, blah. I was like, well, that's what you have you have been saying that to me for the last eight months. So now, now I'm going to open my mouth and stand up for myself. Because this is yeah, of course. Oh, wow. sorry. Oh, oh, no, no that's, that's okay. okay. You're, You're a lot to curse. I never know. Yeah, no, but then it's just a podcast. We're allowed to say all the bad words. Um, yeah, no, that's pretty crazy. I, I I don't even know. I mean, I'm happy that you have been so outspoken about it almost because I feel like sometimes we, th- these guys, I don't know, they feel, I feel like they let it get to their, their heads. They feel so, like, invincible and untouchable and they think they can use this whole situation for their own personal gain. And I think it was pretty awesome that you just kind of called him out and didn't stand for it so yes girl power (laughs) yeah I it was tough the producers really helped me um two producers in particular um Mm -hmm. Bill and Seth love you guys um they like gave me a pep talk they were like this not only is for you but think about every girl that's ever been lied to by a man or every girl that's ever been screwed over by a man and and they can uh sit here and watch you and know that they're not alone and that was kind of powerful, and that was half the reason I stood up for myself, too. They really uh, helped me see the yeah. light there. So that's, that's a situation where the producers are great, and they really, you know, are looking out for you, where some people are like, oh, the producers are the enemy. I never had that situation. Yeah, yeah I was going to say, well, how was your experience with that? Because I've obviously heard both sides of it. Um, and that, that that is something that kind of, I mean, I don't think that I would ever – do, do do that or, or go on, on the show but that is something that is always kind of scary to me in theory I'm like well they, you don't know how they're gonna spin things for you or kind of I, I don't know I don't know if I'm making any sense right now yeah no I, I get what you're saying <laughs> I get it for me yeah. I was I was so um I was only close with like one or two producers before Paradise because I was on Nick season for such a short amount of time mm-hmm. and yeah. then I get to Paradise and I have this hyper you know personal situation where my grandfather passes away and right. one big part of me which the producers knew because I talked about it all the time was how close I was with my grandfather and I actually have a lot of his um he's a World War II vet so I have his uh, dog oh, wow. tag and I have his uh college uh, his college ring that I wear on a gold chain as a necklace which mm-hmm. class of 1942 he died at 98 very very full life um wow. but I had just done an interview I think for E the day before uh, wearing that necklace and they were asking me about it and they were like oh like what's that necklace does it mean like what ring is that and I had just had mm-hmm. an interview about it 
went on and on about how amazing my grandfather is. He's the most interesting man in the world. And then these are the same people that had to tell me 12 hours later that he passed away and they were putting me on a plane back to New York. Wow. So I developed a different type of relationship with the producers. I think a more human relationship where they just saw someone who was stricken with tragedy and wanted to help. They didn't just see a plot point. For sure. I mean, that... That makes a lot of sense. And I think, um, at least from what I saw of you on the show, you kind of came, you come off as a very confident, strong person. I, I always ha- I have a soft spot for people that go on the show, but then like go back to their real jobs and their real lives because like, you're clearly like ambitious and passionate about whatever it is you do. I don't know what it is actually, but. Well, that's, the, that's the difference between people who go on the show, you know, quote, for the right reasons and those who don't. I guarantee you 95% of the people who are on the show are just trying to further their careers and further their lives. And then the people like me who are maybe not in that world and are pretty mm-hmm. pretty normal, pretty average, get screwed yeah. over because of it. Like I didn't do well in Bachelor World. I didn't become a fan favorite. I didn't get a million followers. And that's because I wasn't whoring myself out to do it. Well, right, exactly. I think it takes – because as much as people say that, like, this is something that will just snowball, it does kind of take work to kind of build that following. And if it's not something you're pursuing and not something that you want, it's probably not going to happen. People will, like, curate their actions on the show. Like, Daniel, they'll curate their actions on that show to help them with the aftermath. Whereas, like, you know, I did the show – Maybe naive, of course, but I kind of believed in the process a little bit. I was like, maybe I can find, if I don't find the love in my life, maybe at least I'll find someone and have a good relationship. And then you get, you know, 15 other people who are going into it saying, I'm just going to become famous from it. And it screws over the people like me who are the hopeful optimists. Right. Yeah. Just open to meeting people. Because from the outside, it does seem, okay, Paradise does seem like kind of fun. It's like, wow, you get to go here and there's all these other guys that are looking to meet someone too i don't know in theory it seems like the process could work but you yeah, know i literally <laughs> it doesn't I yeah well that's good ended up, you know like how it ended up the way it did but uh, while i was there i really did have a, a great time i mean it, it looks it, really it fun be done without like a few cast members but for you know, sure for me <laughs> no i know i know of course we're not gonna, we're not gonna spill the tea but um i do want i do want to get into a little bit about this season what have you been thinking thinking um watching colton as the bachelor do you think he was a good choice bad choice fun choice he kind of has grown on me as the season has gone on i'll be honest yeah i think my vibe of him going into this was like oh just another guy trying to be the bachelor based on what i thought yeah and now actually seeing him as the bachelor he seems pretty honest and genuine that he actually wants to find someone um and from what we can see from last night that might not be what he's getting which is yeah Yeah. which is why i actually feel bad for him because i agree and i feel the same way that he through, through watching him this season i do think he does seem like someone who is genuine and actually just wants to find his person and get engaged and kind of live a cute little life and he's been given all these girls who are in my opinion very obviously not there for the right reasons and I think the girls he's been I actually did want to ask you about that like when you were on Nick's season and you were in the house I think we've gotten to the point where now even on the show we are addressing the fact that there are 
other benefits to being on this show than maybe winning The Bachelor, right? Like, they're even addressing on the show, like, oh, some girls are talking about being The Bachelorette, which is maybe something that was on people's minds a couple years ago, but it wasn't something that the show would outwardly say, if if that makes sense. It's kind of, like, almost aware of itself now. Um, is that something that... Like, when you were in the house, was that something that people... I'm sure it was something that people thought of, but was it the same type of thing where people were outwardly talking about it? Or have we gotten so... has Have things just snowballed in the past few years that now it's just so big and people are coming on with very, very ulterior motives right from the get-go, as opposed to letting them organically develop? All right, sorry. Now I'll stop talking. (laughs) Answer. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so I will say I was in the house such a short period of time. Yeah. If those if those conversations went down, I was not privy to them, having only been there for, you know, two and a half weeks. That being said, I think with the onset of Instagram and Instagram deals and social media advertising and all of that kind mm-hmm. of being at the peak of its um, life, like it's the peak of what it even is right yeah. now, I feel like that's the, like I, one of the um, – one of the Hannahs, uh, like her job is she's an Instagram model. Hannah G, yeah. yeah. Her job is Like her creator. job is, is Instagram modeling. And she yeah. came on to this show with already with 200,000 followers. And yeah. there were some girls on my season who were in that situation too. But, you know, given it, my season was 2016, it was three years ago. Oh my gosh, I'm so old. Um, <laughs> You're not. But, <laughs> but um, I don't necessarily blame hundred percent of it on ABC. I blame a big chunk of it on what America or everyone who's watching this show deems as important. I think where mm-hmm. ABC could do better is with casting. We need to stop casting these Instagram models and these not that and these pageant queens and these people who maybe like to me, I always felt upset with the Bachelor journey because I thought regular people like me didn't stand a chance. So, like, day one, I walk into the house, again, regular Jewish girl from Jersey, mm-hmm. and right after me in walks Danielle Elf, who is, like, the most beautiful yeah, girl I've ever seen. Most beautiful, strong, confident <laughs> woman I've ever met in my entire life. And my jaw drops to the floor, and I'm like, I can't compete with that. And right. it's like, it was kind of that feeling over and over and over again as, you know, and then Whitney Bransway walked in, and she's She's also a model who's, like, stunningly gorgeous. And I'm just, like, there's no one else here that's that's regular, that, like, me, that works a nine-to-five and has to pay rent and has to pay cable and has to pay electric, otherwise mm-hmm. they're going to shut down. Like, there was just no one else like that. And that's what makes shows like this attainable and authentic and genuine and I think would have a better success rate relationship-wise if it wasn't yeah. these people just trying to further their careers, if it was more just – Regular women, regular men who maybe need some help trying to find their significant other because they can't do it on their own. <laughs> I know. I totally agree with you. I think we, we definitely are at the the apex of all of this because I think now social media has affected the show in such a a large way to the point where they're literally talking about it on the show. And I feel like we're at the point where they're either going to have to commit to okay this is where we are going with this or kind of rein it in because it's at the point where it's like trying to be one thing and it's it's not but after all this who I mean I I, people have been going back and forth on who they believe or not and some 
in my opinion, it's so obvious that Cassie and Kaylin, like them talking about being the Bachelorette seems like a very plausible discussion that they would have. And it seems so obvious that they are there to further their careers. I mean, Kaylin is a beauty queen. Cassie was on a reality show before this um, and then got got a lot of work done and then went on The Bachelor. (laughs) Um, And her sister's famous too. Yes, and her sister's an actress. So who is telling I mean I would like to I think that um Kerpa, Tasha, Katie they're all telling the truth in the sense because also Katie did not even um tell Colton all the stuff until she was literally out the door leaving so I, I'm not really sure why she would be motivated to lie at that point what is your take on all of that because I know people are actually really mixed on the internet which is very surprising to me but uh I don't know like do you there's think there's a lot we don't see Sure. Um, I want to give a little bit of credit where it's due. There is a lot that we don't see. Um, And you do have to keep that in mind. Um, And things can also be twisted depending on how and when they were filmed or recorded or whatever. So we would never see 100% of the story anyway. We would see what ABC wants us to see. So it's really Mm -hmm. hard to judge from that who's actually telling the truth versus who's not. as someone who, you know, went to paradise and, and did what I had to do to get to paradise, yeah, um, I can understand why Katie would say it while she was, you know, one foot out the door because she's trying to set herself up to get an invite to paradise. Oh, that does make sense. And it does give her, at the very least, we're still talking about her, right? You know, she was someone who maybe didn't make it as far as some of the other girls, but... Um, you know, she'll probably be able to come down at the women tell all and do the whole sit in the chair thing, talk to Chris Harrison. So that is a, a good right. point. Yeah, um, I mean, everything um, is really more contrived than you think. Like there was a, when I was on women tell all, yeah. I wanted a spot in paradise as we all do. And it's not a yeah, secret that your women tell all is your audition for paradise. Everybody yeah. knows that. <laughs> um, but I had nothing to participate in because I was barely on the show. <laughs> right. So everyone was having these conversations about things that went down, you know, like when they were in this country or when they were in this country. And I was like, how can I participate in any of this? I was like, mm-hmm. well, no one, no one seems to be standing up for Corinne, so maybe I should. Um, right. So that's the avenue I took. Now, the downside of that is did it get me spot on Paradise? Yes. But did it get me branded as like Corinne's sidekick? Also, yes. And that's not really, like, what I was trying to do. It was also right. a huge problem for me in Paradise because everyone in Paradise is team Taylor. So Taylor and everybody else is really not that nice to me in Paradise because they thought that I was, like, Corinne's little henchman because of Women Tell All. Wow, that's so crazy how it all, like, one one sentence or one thing can spiral into, yeah. There's always more. There's always more. Yeah. Who do you think they will go for for The Bachelorette now? Because I, what I, th- I thought they were kind of setting it up in a way that it would be Kaylin. You know, she, I do respect what she did um, a couple episodes ago. She opened up about um, sexual, a sexual assault she experienced in college. And I really respected that she at least used this platform to talk about something important. And I appreciated that. And so I really thought that was the kind of edit they were giving her. But then after watching last night, they... I don't see how they could make Kaylin the Bachelorette after everything that happened last night. And she's, I mean, there's just so much drama surrounding her and there's so much, regardless of who's telling the truth or not, there is so much fighting and so much he said, she said that it comes off as really, I don't know, in my opinion, it's not a good look. I don't think it would play very well. So who do you, who do you think they have as a contender? I'm leaning towards 
Team Hannah B. I'm very into that idea, but... So, like, they do everything for a reason. They gave yeah. her a very, very classy exit for a reason. So whether that's Paradise-related or Bachelorette-related, you will... Who, Hannah B.? Yeah. Hannah B. Yeah. yeah. Well, I figured if if not Bachelorette, we will see her again on Paradise because she definitely grew on me. Um, in the beginning, I think they in the, it was they gave her a very strange edit because in the beginning, I feel like they would always try to um, play her off as like this crazy psycho girl who's just so jealous of Caitlyn all the time. And every single time she would speak, they'd put kooky music behind her and make it seem like she's just a crazy girl. And then as time went on, I feel like. I got to know her as like, no, she's just a girl who was bred to be a beauty queen, so obviously has insecurities and just wants people to love her, but she's silly and fun, and I don't know, she really grew on me, which is like, I'm like, editors, why are you messing with my mind like this, like showing someone one way in the beginning, and then now you're making me like them, I don't know how to feel, how do you want me to feel? They've done that a few times where they've switched someone's edit like halfway through. Yeah, um, so maybe she's a contender. I don't know. Who do you think would be the best contender at this point? Without spoiling anything, because I'm spoiled, but I don't want to spoil it for anyone else who's listening to this. I'm being completely honest. I don't want to see any of them as the bachelorette. I think ABC needs to shake off their system (laughs) and how they work to combat this whole people being there just to get famous thing. Whether it's, I mean, I understand they tried to do that with Nick and with Ari by picking from other seasons, and that didn't go over well, but I think they maybe Mm -hmm. took it a little too far by who they picked. (laughs) I think there are maybe (laughs) other ways to do it, but that same concept. I don't think anybody from this season um, has really, I don't want to say earned the right, because everybody deserves love. You don't have to earn that, but none of them have earned the title of Bachelorette. Right. Like like um, when, when when Rachel Lindsay was bachelorette, yeah. she to me was the ideal perfect bachelorette. She's a strong, confident, independent woman. She she's a lawyer. She works her ass yeah, she's off. She, she's, she's amazing. Really smart. And she's someone who embodies like who I would want to chase after on television. She's not mm-hmm. an Instagram model who's twenty two years old. Right. So I wanna see more people like Rachel. I totally agree, and maybe they'll pick someone from another season then because I don't think there's anyone really left on this season that would embody what you're saying, except for Kerpa. I'm really into Kerpa as well. I think we did not get – we didn't get to see enough of her. Every single time she – I mean, this last episode, she got kind of wrapped up with all of this drama and stuff, but um, before that, we really didn't see much of her, but every single time she would – say something it was like so witty and funny and I was like why are we not seeing more Kerpa and I mean it's because probably she doesn't she didn't make it very far she went home last night but so what you're saying Lacey is you should be the bachelorette (laughs) I mean listen if it comes my way I'm interested but am I gunning for it no (laughs) I'm still single I'm 28 I'm way more ready to get married than any of these girls that's true I know you would be the perfect pick um so with that, I just I wanted to thank you for um, coming on to chat with me, and please come chat again soon. Is there anything you want to plug or talk about before we sign off? Otherwise, I will let you get back to your your life. <laughs> <laughs> My, I'm watching a Big Bang Theory marathon. You're not keeping me from anything. <laughs> hey, that is important stuff. <laughs> One of my favorite shows. Um, I know. Thank you for having me. I always love chatting about this stuff. Um, just keep up on Instagram and on Twitter at Lacey M. Bark, 2M, same handle on both platforms. And uh, hopefully I can 
you guys entertained for a little bit more. <laughs> yeah, because you're going to be the Bachelorette, so. There we go. Well, spoiler alert, I'm not, but <laughs> I'm about to be. <laughs> well, there's always, there's always next season because this show will always, always, always exist. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, Lacey. I really do appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me. All right. Have a good day. You too. All right. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening, guys. Um, tune in next week for another episode of Bachelor Blab. My guest is going to be Taylor Nolan, and I'm really excited about that. So make sure you don't miss it. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.